0: Prestiti- oh, I can't even say the word prestitation <laughs> prestitation close enough
1: everyone this is jeff your gm for big campaign stories i thought it'd be fun to do a small follow-up campaign handling the issues that came up from episode 5 when our Rebo friends delivered a basket as part of a cultural ritual to announce an intent to take out a rival house thanks for listening and i hope you have fun so to start us off joe lightsaber jack i'm
2: gonna be real dumb here what's a lightsaber jack
1: oh man so you're going to roll 2d20. If both are 20s, something awesome will happen to you this session. Uh, if it's double 1s, something bad will happen.
3: Nope. But it wasn't double 1s. It wasn't double 1s.
1: It was not.
4: And cool. I can, I can go next. Uh, hey, guys. I'm Josh. I'm playing Corbin Thus, Let's see what this first one is. I got a 14 and a
3: 19. All right. This is Doug. I am playing Finn Exlum, and we will try this lightsaber check. Getting a fourteen and the other number doesn't
2: matter. <laughs>
0: Hello, I'm Cody. I'm playing you know Shin. And let's roll the die here. Ooh, nope, not at all. Nine and a two. I see two ones. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that bad karma out there. Oh god, please don't
3: put that bad karma out there. <laughs> oh man, nah, it's that. fine. Bad karma happened to other people. It's fine. <laughs> According to Mel Brooks, that's humor.
1: It is always funny. All right, all of you have been hired by Hassanex Abid to assist with the Sangari issue in the Silene district. We're going to start on a train as you guys are coming from the district of Sordai, crossing over the metropolis of Duskbanter. Seems rather daunting. Buildings stretch in all directions, neon lights, illusionary creatures on billboards, and at the center of it all, the massive black ziggurat with its spotlights beaming into the sky occasionally lighting the underside of the airship as you are all on the train. Is there anything you want to describe or are you, are you guys talking about anything? Give us some, what are you doing?
4: Corbin's probably going to be sitting down. Uh, he's going to be sitting closer to the back of the car, close to the door, scanning the area, he'll probably be reading a newspaper. That's what he'll be doing.
0: I think, uh, you know, would be looking around if any attractive females around, maybe giving them a wink or not, scoping it out. Sure, he's still looking clean. He's very making, he doesn't like being dirty at all. Flynn
3: would be drinking whatever the big campaign version of Azima is. <laughs> 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 he doesn't want to drink hard alcohol because he doesn't want to be fuzzy headed, but also wants to look cool drinking something and beer tastes bad. So, something in between wine cooler or Azima.
2: And Dotra is talking the ear off of one of the train attendants just going off on a recent adventure.
1: Excellent. So it is uh, from the Sword District to the Selene District. Uh, it's a few hour ride. Once you arrive in the Selene District, though, the smell of salt water and grilled fish vendors linger in the air. Rows and rows of white buildings and homes with red tile roofs. All of this rolls down a slope before leveling out to the Kushan Bay, which is filled with small fishing boats as well as larger commercial vessels. A sleek blue and white Hedron vehicle will float up as the driver steps out of the car. An average-sized Ilican, standing about about 5'7", wearing a professional working suit, uh, with a plated heavy pistol. You can see a silver dragon tattoo going down each arm, ending on their hands. I heard the family in Sordai was sending specialists. Would I be correct in assuming that is you? Yep, that's us. Yes, it is. Orban's going
0: to look at him and nod.
1: Yeah, I'll motion back to the vehicle for you guys all to get inside.
0: Flynn would have already been climbing inside the vehicle without waiting. You know what to ask? Is there a forwarding address for my luggage? That could be arranged. You brought luggage? I never travel light. All right. Can't you just buy more stuff? I don't understand. Some things are very sentimental.
4: Hmm. Corbin would kind of squint his eyes a little bit and then uh, be last to get in, make sure the guys get in.
2: Coach will shake the uh, hand of the agent meeting us and get into
1: the car. Excellent. Heading down the roads, you'll pass along people chatting outside of bars, smoking in the streets, neon billboards displaying local gambling and dancing establishments. A popular tune is playing on the radio as you all head towards Bayview, a fenced housing area for some of the upper class folks of the Salini district. As you approach, you can see that there is a bit of a line. Uh, it looks like the main gate has been broken through as well as the stand where normally they would check people in. Go ahead and give me your perception checks.
2: Percepticons.
1: I rolled a 17.
4: 29.
1: 26.
4: Sorry. I rolled a 4. <laughs> you see nothing.
2: <laughs>
3: this is why he brings two inquisitors along with whatever the class is that rolls fours on perception checks.
0: That's right. sorry <laughs> I'm good at things.
1: Alright. So Dotra, uh as the vehicle pulls in behind the other one, waiting for its turn to be checked in, uh, your perception with that natural twenty. So flynn with the twenty-six, you will spot uh a few agents that are tucked between the houses that seem to be waiting for your vehicle. Dotra. Not only do you spot those, but you also spot a fourth member uh, loading a grenade launcher.
2: It looks like we're about to get a uh, very warm welcome here, boys.
3: Excellent. The pickings on the train weren't that great.
2: How far
0: away do do they appear?
1: Uh, You can, what, about 30 feet? They are tucked between a couple of the houses. You'll see them step out once you guys stop in line, and we'll go ahead and roll initiatives.
3: Oh, Um, they aren't waiting to, like, help us get out of them. We're not being escorted. Got it. You know a warm welcome means something else, right?
2: Sorry, hot welcome.
3: That means something else again. What's a hot welcome? (laughs) 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 That's when her clothes are already mostly off. I need to do...
4: Boop, 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 boop. Let me roll my initiative taco.
2: I'm sorry, did I say initiative taco? Initiative taco. Initiative taco.
4: Where is initiative on my character sheet?
0: You have Make sure you click your character top first top before you roll your initiative.
4: Where is initiative on the character sheet? I'm having trouble it finding it. It is
3: left of the skills, right under speed. Jeff's showing Armor
0: and shield and... 50 initiative.
3: Have yeah, others... It. Oh, spe- uh Ahaha, here it is. This is just to put me on the list. Ah, dang, I cannot. I should have rolled the, rolled the first time, but the correct number should have been uh, 15. Thanks.
1: already. Alrighty. Thanks to Flynn, as well as Dodra, uh, this is not a surprise. So, after initiatives being rolled, you know you are the first to react as you see them start to step out from between the houses. They are just in mercenary uniforms, marking them as members of the Banter Support Corporation. Uh, they have Rethi auto rifles in hand, with the exception of the larger one, uh, which has a grenade launcher loaded in one hand, uh, and in the other hand has a cleaver.
0: Cool, 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 cool. I'm going to cast a uh, mage armor on myself. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to simply uh, step to the side and back. So I'm not in line of sight for any of my fellow combatants.
1: All right. Open the door, get out and taking like cover behind the open door. Oh yeah. I'm going to go to the back of the, just uh, to the back of the, the car to take cover. Uh, the first one will step out leveling his auto rifle. He'll open up fire on the car. The bulletproof glass will protect you guys for a bit inside, but you can see it starting to crack in spiderweb. Uh, his bullets spray down one side of it. Flynn? Seeing
3: that the the glass is providing some protection, seems like it's going to last a little bit longer, or at least provide me some cover just right here inside the car. Oh, except for that guy with a grenade launcher. Flynn's going to get out of the car, so he will do his best to double move and get way back behind this building over here.
1: All right. So, uh, so effectively, do. What, swift action open the door and then double move?
3: Yeah, effectively, just get his body behind the edge of a building and not in the explosive vehicle <laughs> uh he's yell, yelling behind him thanks for the ride guy which apparently it took him too long to think of that, that, that <laughs> mediocre line so he's yelling that at the car as he's like halfway across the street
1: <laughs> so stepping out from between the two houses you see the larger one in heavy armor with the grenade launcher will fire at the vehicle uh it starts up landing nearby the open doors Looks like it'll go off the beginning. So with grenades, it will go off the beginning of the next round. The second mercenary will step out and take a shot at Yunoshin. Uh, you do have a bit of cover uh, from the vehicle. Bolts will spray down this side of the vehicle with the doors open. A few of them going inside, tearing tearing into seats and whatnot. You know, with a 14. Does that hit you? It does not, no. All right. Uh, your mage armor is able to deflect the bullets well enough dotra gunfire all around you've heard the clap of the grenade launch, uh, and you can hear it outside as it lands near the car.
2: What are you doing? Can I pick it up and chuck it? The grenade
1: yeah, move to the move to the other side, pick it up, and then go ahead and give me a ranged attack roll. Where are you throwing it?
2: One of the guys shooting at us
1: already trying to get to that square there with a twelve uh yeah, you're able to grab it and throw it back. uh it will land nearby as you were able to hit the DC. So yeah, uh, the grenade arches back. You throw the grenade back easily. Corbin.
4: Corbin is going to be not too keen on a, an attempted ambush. He's going to kick his door open. He's going to charge. Not, he's not actually going to charge. He's going to run towards the two guys closest on his side of the car. And then as he's getting out, he's going to go into a controlled rage. You're going to see markings on his forehead and around his arms kind of light up. Like cybernetics is just going to get really pissed off uh, and go after these guys. Can I just do a a normal move? Yeah. I'd be able to use my stun baton on these guys, right? Or my military-grade baton on these guys? Yeah. Beat the shit out of them? Cool. Yeah, he's going to do that. So let's roll. So I got a 21. Does that hit? It does. Hell yeah. Nine damage
1: total to that guy's face. His void glass visor will shatter, uh, but he is still up. Awesome. Um, Diotre, you, you picked up the grenade and threw it back. Did you actually step out of the vehicle or did you, is this like laying across the seat, grab it off the ground and chuck it
2: Laying across the seat and chucking it.
1: Then the driver will back the vehicle up, uh, attempting to smash into the man with the grenade launcher. will try to dive out of the way. The other one will also try to move and will not, um, this will back over the back end of the vehicle over the grenade a bit, but it will slam into this one. Uh, dealing him some damage. You know, uh, the vehicle is left, uh, slamming into the side of the house here and scattering scattering two of the mercenaries that were attacking.
0: Okay. I think after taking the bullet shots and seeing the vehicle move, you uh, know, would chuckle lightly. <laughs> Finally, some fun. And then he would see that uh, Corbin's dealing with the other two over there, and he'd fly open his coat, and you'd see his tattoo of a rocket light up on his left arm and he's going to cast magic missile at the target closest to him
1: between him and Corbin. Uh, is that the one that Corbin's engaged with right now? Yes. All right. The reinforced plating on their armor is no match for the two bolts of magical force that strike him, uh, sending him flying to the ground. With that one down, Flynn, you are next.
3: Flynn's going to peek out towards the beefcake one here, pistol appearing in his hand, and he will use rapid shot hit him a couple of times. That's a twenty-two to hit, Mm -hmm. followed by a twenty-three to hit.
1: Uh, Both bullets hit the target directly. His armor does soak most of this. It was direct hits, and you can see that he's annoyed, but dealing with the fact that he's cornered between a house and a car, with Dotra looking straight at him, he does not have time to deal with Flynn yet. Inside the vehicle, Dotra, can I get a fortitude save from you? As the back end of this will pop up about three feet in the air before it comes back down as the grenade underneath it explodes. That'd be a 20. This isn't your first time getting exploded in a car. It doesn't seem to phase you. Yeah, for the gentleman outside, the force of the grenade kills one of them, as well as damages the one with the grenade launcher against the wall. You can see fragments, shards, uh, tear away at his armor and leave him bleeding. Uh, but he is still up. Dotra, you are here. He's directly in front of you. The door is open. What are you doing?
2: Uh, my cleaver, pulling it out from my knife backpack. 20 to hit.
1: Yeah, will do.
2: Seven damage.
1: Excellent. I guess from inside the vehicle, he will get cleaved. Corbin, uh, the one in front of you has has dropped. Uh, The other one is readying his shot towards you.
4: Cool. Yeah, I'm going to take a step forward and take a swing on this guy. He's going to obviously watch the body drop from my teammate murdering him with magic missile and just be completely unfazed and just take a step forward onto the next target. I rolled a 20. Hits. Hell yeah.
1: For 11 damage. Uh, yeah, you can, you can hear the wind go out of him as you hit him. Uh, he is still up. Uh, impressive. You guys have yet to miss an attack. <laughs> this one will step back, setting the auto rifle to semi automatic as it opens fire on you. I imagine a 10 and a 15 miss. Yes, sir, they miss. Bullets fly around you, but knocked off kilter by the blow you just dealt him, but he does not seem to hit. The driver of the vehicle will get out and draw his heavy pistol you know
0: you know's gonna grunt and then he's just gonna pull out his heavy pistol and try and finish off this guy and say just die already uh 17 to hit
1: unfortunately with the cover from the vehicle it will bounce off the side of the one of the doors that is open ricocheting off the bulletproof glass anything else you want to do on your turn that's all all right flynn Flynn
3: will repeat last round asking uh politely hey you mind taking off that armor making this a little difficult." Fifteen to hit, not great. Neither was that eleven.
1: The bullets ricochet off the uh, open doors and off the side of the home, but the larger mercenary seems to be unfazed. Uh, he will lean in to try to punch Dotra in the back seat of the vehicle while prevent, trying to hopefully prevent himself from being cleaved more. Dotra, twenty versus your armor class. That's a hit. The polarized gauntlet will smash into you for five points of damage. It is your turn.
2: I am going to cleave that. That's a ten to hit.
1: Alright. Unfortunately there's just not quite enough room in this in the back seat here in order to land that. Corbin.
2: So how's the
4: how's the guy looking in front of me?
1: Not good. Yeah, you can say you can see his knees are shaking just a little bit. Another strong blow like that'll probably take him down. Cool. So I'm gonna
4: go after this guy. I'm gonna take a step forward and Corbin's gonna look at him as he's coming after him and he's gonna say, I don't know why you guys thought you could come
1: after us. And he's
4: gonna swing. Uh seventeen to hit.
1: Uh it will miss. It it deflects off the side of his plating. Oh in. man. The curse of the one liner. Damn it. I gotta make yeah.
3: make one liners about how cool
4: your opponent is. I knew I should have rolled first and then one lined it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucked that up. That's what happens.
1: Yeah, as he as he dodges the waves that ricochets off his shoulder plating, uh clipping off his helmet, that is enough uh to throw off his aim. His bullets go wide as he just seems to be firing up in the air, uh, unable to hit a single thing. The driver from across the street will take aim with his heavy pistol, firing once at the person you're fighting, Corbin. Uh, The bullet will enter through the side of the neck, putting the man down onto the floor. He collapses instantly dead.
0: I don't see why we had to make a big trip out here.
1: You know.
3: They already had this guy.
0: I'll step twice over to my left, and then I'll take a shot at that last remaining target of the car. Six
1: to hit. Yeah, the six will bounce off the vehicle. Flynn.
3: Seeing as the uh, as everybody else has gone down, we'll say to this last guy, yeah, you're probably thinking maybe you ought to run right now, but I got to tell you, no running. Uh, I know he's going to cast forbid action. DC 14. We're going to go roll that well. We uh-huh. got to
4: say it after we roll. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's literally like a, like a spell component. Like I have to say uh... that the one
3: <laughs> verbal component, which is the only part of this spell, Damn he it. gets... He just gets to show off that he can resist it. Uh, well, he's not forbidden from moving. He can do whatever the fuck he wants.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you'll see a, another grenade <clears throat> load into the chamber as he turns around facing towards uh, Dotra. Back up one step and will attempt to fire this into the vehicle. Yeah, with the 24, I mean, not like he could really miss it this close. But Dotra, you are inside as a grenade bounces off the seat next to you, uh, landing on the floor behind you.
2: Well, I'd like to get out of the car and shut the door.
1: Are you going out the open door or the closed door? The open door. Okay, so that'll put you on his side next to him.
2: Can I push him up against the window?
1: Go ahead and give me a CMB check. Excellent, yeah. Uh, you're able to reposition as you get out and spin him around. Corbin.
4: Corbin is, uh, as soon as the other guy goes down, he's going to advance towards his, uh, his buddy, you know. And... Pull out his pistol, and that's that's gonna be my turn.
1: Yeah, the driver will move away from the vehicle. You know, you can see Datra has the large mercenary pinned up against the side of the vehicle, against the glass. What do you do? I'll move towards them, get right close. Is there a weak point in the armor I can see? Uh, with both of them so close here, it's a little tough. You think you might be able to do it, but that'll just require an attack roll.
0: Alright, I'll try and aim for the weakest point of the armor I can see. That's not going to affect my friend Dotra, and uh, put a round at him to finish it, hopefully.
1: Ooh, 20 to hit. Excellent, yeah. This goes with him being pinned against the vehicle. You're able to sink a bullet into his side. Uh, He lets out a scream of pain, but is unable to move yet. Flynn?
3: Seeing that they've ganged up on the guy who's pinned against the car with a grenade inside of it, Flynn his gun lights a cigarette, puts his back against the building, so it's blocking the car from him, and just puts a finger in both ears waiting for the (laughs) explosion. Uh,
1: I will require reflex saves from Yuno, Dotra, as well as this gentleman. Yuno rolled a 22.
2: Dotra rolled
1: a 26. Very well, the grenade goes off as the car buckles a bit, glass shatters in every direction. Uh, The mage armor protects Yuno as it seems to deflect off of it. Dotra with the cover of this guy you don't take any shrapnel or anything of that effect Uh, you can see that he it is the glasses embedded in his back torn away armor Uh, he's barely holding on to his grenade launcher but he is still technically up Uh, he will reach for his pocket pulling out an hcom that will provoke if you'd like to make an attack of opportunity yeah
2: let's do that
1: cleaver that's a 10 to attack on with the cleaver uh, this close, you clip off just a bit of the house, unable to uh, land a successful blow on this side of him, uh, as he pulls out his HCOM and attempts to hand it to you. It is your turn. He is bleeding profusely. It looks like his, his grenade launcher is still at the low. He tries to hand you his cell phone.
2: I will take it. Hello? Greetings. Do any of these people mean anything to you?
1: Not a bit. They're all hired help.
2: Sorry, he doesn't really care for you. I'll say holding the phone up to my chest to the guy against the car and then put the phone back up to my head. What can we do for you?
1: Well, seeing as you're all still standing, hopefully I can have a word with you before you go visit Madame Sangari.
2: I'll, uh, beckon my group over.
1: Yeah. We'll drop out of initiatives. Uh, as this mercenary is done fighting,
2: I'll hand him my, the flask from my jacket and, uh, put him on, put the, uh, phone, the, uh, com on speaker.
1: Alrighty. Uh, the mercenary will sink down to the side of the vehicle. Uh, nursing away at. What do you have in this flask? Decent house whiskey. I was sure he going to say it. it's just plain water, like apple juice. I was kind of <laughs> waiting for it to be like his favorite olive oil, being a chef. <laughs> 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 he just
3: cooking supplies. Yeah,
1: That's ice. awesome.
3: And just, just shit, wrong flask.
1: Yeah, just some poor bastard chugging olive oil for a moment, and like, oh god.
3: <laughs> Did you prefer to die? You better drink that fucking olive oil. Not for drinking, it's to rinse your mouth out so you know what you've done wrong.
1: Jotra, <laughs> <laughs> you said you put on speakerphone and yep. called over the team?
3: Yep. Uh, hi, is this who tried to kill us? Yes, yes it is. Well, good try. Better not miss next time.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll I'll pay for extra. That being said, come speak to me before you guys accept the role of Sangari's uh, primes. I got an offer I want to make you first. Flynn looks
3: over at the guy driving them who just, like, blew a dude's head off with a giant pistol a second ago. Yeah. You you mind if we make a pit stop? I don't want to offend anyone.
1: He'll put his finger up and pull out his own HCOM and start making a call and step away from you guys a bit.
4: Corbin's going to interject and be like, yeah, what assurances do we have that you're not going to kill us?
1: I can give you my word. And once you accept her conditions, once you accept the contract, well, I'll get to try to kill you, anyways. Right now, you're citizens, so maybe we can make a deal. It seemed you tried to kill us, even we, though we were citizens already. That's a
3: fine line. Are we under contract already?
1: Uh, you're not signed it yet. You have not accepted the terms that she's going to give you.
3: She's asked us to come out to help, but we mm-hmm. haven't agreed to it to
1: help. Right. You've been yeah. You've been sent Perfect. by your own contact. That does not mean that you are in her house yet. She has to perform that part of the part of the tradition. I'm only here to
0: see one party, and I don't like playing politics. Come on, playing politics is the best part.
2: It is a chance to check out our competition. So far, it's been underwhelming, but we could at least see what we're up against.
1: Where are you? Where do we go? Beige House, two lots down from Madame Cigaris. Can't miss it.
0: I feel like I could easily miss a beige house, but we'll go find it. I feel like there's repercussions if we are seen going to their, her house or this man's house before going to our original contractors. Oh. Sounds like it's on the way.
3: Just in case, bring the grenade launcher. We can say goodbye with prejudice, if necessary.
1: You guys can
3: go in. I'll be waiting in the car. That car? The one with the grenade that went off in it.
1: Yeah, the driver will step forward and say that Madam Sangari is ready to meet you. Reginald D'Vorey on the phone. Well, you boys know where I am. We'll see you then. And we'll hang up.
4: Corbin a voice up. My vote's with Madam. I'm not a fan of talking to anybody that pulls a gun on me first that's not how things are done
3: guys like that, they always think they're in the position of power I don't like it
0: Uno will speak up and say I'm with Corbin I'm with Madam
3: Flynn would narrow his eyes at Corbin well, I'm not going to go against the whole group let's go talk to the Madam Corbin would squint his eyes at you like listen here, you little shit and with uh, one one last glance over his shoulder Flynn would turn to the guy who had uh, tried to blow the mobile up with a grenade launcher earlier just ask him uh, try not to bleed all over our armor the front half still looks pretty good just
2: leave it there when you go i'll take the grenade launcher and my flask back
1: uh he's not going to put up a fight uh if you ta- as you take those away especially with you standing over him with a cleaver do you give him back his phone or not
2: oh uh no i'm not going to give it back can i take the batteries out yeah yeah i'll pop the batteries and put them in my
1: stash then you guys will head into the Bayview, uh, the Bayview community, uh, leaving behind this mercenary as he's picking himself up, vomiting up some blood, holding his sides in as he starts walking away uh, from this damaged and ruined vehicle. The community security guards at the front uh, will stand by in kind of awed and confused silence as the five of you walk past them into the area. You mind if we park there? They will. They will nod and look down at their clipboards and. Very well, sir. It is a bit of a long walk, as you guys know. Rich people's houses being fairly large and on large plots of land means that you're looking at exquisite shrubberies and hedges that extend for a while, driveways that go on far longer than they should in order to force the visitors to look at the homes that they're approaching. You can see Singari's home. It is a light blue with white trim, about two stories high. It's fairly wide, though. looks like maybe a dozen rooms in this house. Uh, further down, though, you do see the house that Reginald DeVore described, a three-story beige home, fairly modern looking. You can spot there a few snipers on top, and every floor has a, has a deck kind of patio set up, uh, each on different sides of the home. At this angle, you'd see that this is all kind of in the shadow of a large hill that looks like a richer person may have bought a higher up home. But you can see the fire damage, the, the charred remains of a house that used to be on top of this hill. As you approach Madame Sangari's home on foot, uh, maids and servants will open the door and approach to uh, allow you guys to enter in. The driver will talk to you guys as you guys are walking, introducing himself as Malz Moran. He is the second in command to Madame Sangari.
3: Nice to officially meet you,
2: Mals.
1: Yeah, he will nod and shake hands with yeah. all of you.
2: I will shake hands, give him like one of those hearty shoulder like grabs when he's shaking. Keep walking. He
0: will shake his hand and say, it appears you need to upgrade your security.
1: Yeah, balls would would turn to you, and there's an order to how these things are normally done. Unfortunately, Avori seems to want to ignore that. The rules are in place to make sure things like this do not happen. His wanton disregard, I'm sure, uh, will end up being his undoing. Unfortunate when people can't follow the rules. I'm sure we can remedy that. Corbin's going to walk up
4: and uh, just shake his hand, look him square in the eye, and just say, sir, and walk past him.
1: Yeah, you enter into the small mansion. As you do, you can see servants dressed in a motif of blues and greens silently move about. They'll start bringing over drinks as well as food. Uh, Malz will step away to address what looks like a small wound left from some of the grenade shrapnel that hit him. Inside, though, it has less of a feeling of a comforting mansion and more one that feels like a prison. Decorations and architecture that seem far older than the outside would lead you to believe. Drenched in tradition and time. Madame Sangari will approach a blonde, curly-haired woman with dark skin and stark blue eyes. She's also wearing a long dress of blues and greens, and her incisors are sharpened in the common Selene noble fashion to appear vampiric. You would go up and immediately take her hand. Ah, oh, my
0: lady, it's a pleasure to see nobility if finds of fine stature as yourselves.
1: She'll put out the hand for you to appropriately address her. Please, are you all okay?
2: Oh, we're fine. That was nothing but a bit of a kerfuffle out there. It's all good. Excellent.
1: Well then, please take a moment to enjoy the drinks as well as food. Find that establishing a bit of rapport helps build trust, especially with you working with me here, and I'll have to spend my special thanks to Abid for sending down such competent employees. But she will lead you herself to a large dining room that probably sits about 15. There is more than enough food here, more than any one of you could eat, or even the group of you. And there is a well-stocked bar filled with all the variety of hard alcohols, beers, wines, and meads you could want. Ah,
4: finally an atmosphere I'm used to. Corbin goes straight to the liquor cabinet, finds the most expensive-looking
0: bottle, and pours himself a glass. Neat. You know what to go over? No, no, you're doing it wrong. You have to pour it over ice like this to make sure the tannins develop evenly in the glass, and you'll mix you a drink as you drink.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, well, then I guess Corbin's going to double-fist
4: drinks because he did not stop pouring his own glass.
1: Gotra's going to try all of the food. It has that taste of being well-made, but there's not a lot of heart and soul in it, right? Like, these are all good recipes. You know they're going to taste good, but they don't have any flourish that makes them stand out. It's uh, professional catering versus custom cuisine.
2: I wouldn't have expected anything more for sort of a business lunch, but I will enjoy it.
3: As it appears, there's we are taking some time to indulge. Flynn will find a bottle of white wine, but he will inspect it first for any legal writing, knowing how these people can be make sure he's not inadvertently agreeing to anything before casting Detect Magic and Detect Poison on it to further verify he's not about to kill himself on the gift. He's only slightly distrustful.
1: Yeah, as far as the bottle you have now, nothing illegally is binding you from drinking it, but two bottles do show up with poison, a bottle of gin uh, as well as a bottle of vodka. They are set off far to the side, so it's, they're not immediate grabs if somebody was just going for something. I'll just keep an
3: eye on those to make sure that nobody else here drinks them.
1: Yeah, once you identify that they are poison, you can see that they do have just kind of a a black uh, wax seal to them as opposed to the red that the others do. So as all of you grab food and grab drinks, take your seats. Madame Sangari will take a seat at the head of the table. Standing behind her to the left, gun holstered, you'll see Malz Moran is back, wound addressed, standing silently with arms crossed behind his back. She will begin. I do apologize. So this being the first day, which normally a grace period by decorum, it seems he is already trying to stop me from pulling in reinforcements. I do not have the luxury of time, it seems. I do have enough to defend my home, and I do have other houses sending backup, but you are here first. I will have to call a bead tonight and thank him. What you're helping with here is to deal with a contract he stole. Umbaro Pharmaceuticals was looking to establish a new office down by the water. Generally, when construction looks to be happening in my area, the contracts come through me. Not as lucrative as some, but it guarantees a good payout and puts things in order. Avori overstepped and took the Ambaro pharmaceutical contract by making backroom deals with either the construction company or Ambaro themselves. His market tends to lean more into a black and gray area. So having power over a Ambaro facility means he's going to have a lot more wealth. And wealth is power. So I sent him a basket for a few bottles of wine for an invitation to choose either war or discussion. He destroyed the bottles publicly, letting me know through the newspaper. She'll hold up a data pad with a picture of Avori and a guy standing next to him. And behind them, a scared Illekin is holding a pool cue. I personally am tired of his behavior and his disregard for how things are done. I am still going to follow prot- protocol and send him adjutants that can choose to enter into peace talks. But however this ends, I want him captured and alive. I will grant you my assigned primeros, my first, the Sigil of Rights. She'll place a steel coin on the table for whichever one of you wants to grab it. This will allow you to set up a meeting with the opposing home under the enchantment that whoever activates it suffers the same effects as the person contacted. An old way to make sure that if an assassination or poisoning attempt happens, that both people will die. Now, it does require you enter into a contract where you will not commit violence, and they cannot until the meeting is finished. Until you capture him, though, we will need to disrupt his efforts, grind his work to a halt. I require him to find himself in a position where he understands that this is his fault and all of this could have been prevented. I imagine he'll come after my Major Domo and she'll motion over to Mals Moran, but as un- unpredictable as he is, I can only assume, of course. I would recommend first trying to remove his coordinator and planner, Savlik Don, a vast wood Marine that he hired not too long ago. Capture or kill, it makes no difference to me, but it will slow down his coordination and his ability to operate. There's also the Umbaro building site, and, of course, every day that we wait, he is going to be having more mercenaries come in. I found out that he has contracts with both Banter support, as you have found out as well, and applied solutions. For tonight, though, please enjoy drink and food, and she'll hold up her glass to cheers you all. Corbin will walk over
4: to Dotra, who's probably still snacking on the food, and uh, hand him the drink that you know made Corbin, and say, uh, here's a drink for you. Huh. And then uh, hold up his glass to cheers the, cheers the lady.
2: Follow suit and raise my glass?
0: You know would raise his glass and say, you'll have to tell me who did your incisors. And Flint
3: would raise glass as well, saying nothing so far.
1: The standard period for the contract is about a week. In this time, is there anything else that you need? Anything you didn't have before, or will request for this that hopefully I can get in time for you? More money couldn't hurt. Money is power. I promise you a bead will be well paid for your services. Orpman would sip
4: on the... The glassy poured himself and then walk over and pick up the chip was it was it a chip that she set down? a
1: steel the, coin
4: steel coin he'd pick that up and put it
1: inside an inner coat pocket
2: is, is the back. coin something that we all kind of generally know
1: about yes, yeah, this you you probably haven't been directly involved in a house war before uh you definitely know what this item is.
3: The coin would bind us right we accept the whole thing
1: correct, yeah. <clears throat> If need be, like if you need to call an immediate ceasefire and you want to speak with Reginald DeVore himself, uh, it would bind all four of you to whatever same fate he has, but it would force him to stop firing or force them contractually. They're supposed to cease all violence, as would you.
3: Is there paperwork regarding us being hired that we can review as em- employment, since we employment?
1: Have- yeah, she, yeah, she would look at you for a moment with that uh, mm, oh gosh, kind of look of. Oh, food first, but would have uh, Mouse Moran bring around paperwork for all of you to sign, becoming effectively her primeros and part of her house. Uh, as this goes, that means that your deaths, if and if your deaths happen, no one is held liable for it. This is part of the contract that also says, you know, whatever house ends up killing civilians has to pay that family out and pay for funeral costs and things like that. While under the effect of the house, that's where she'll provide ammo or weapons or things you guys may want or need within reason to make sure that you are provided for.
3: And so Flynn's just going to read over that while he has his drink and few thanks. Like something to read while I'm taking my meal and to make sure you're not trying to screw us over.
1: All right. Go and give me that check. I assume you have like a profession lawyer or something yeah. that. Cool.
3: That is a 28 profession barrister
1: lawyer check. Oh, absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. Reading through, it's a very tight contract. A couple of things that probably stand out to you is that this contract doesn't officially say that your service ends even at death
3: looks like just need a uh, one small revision you've not stipulated when we no longer work for you when is the task
1: done well at the end of the week if you so choose you can end your employment with me and return clear? to a bead is that
3: clear uh, from the contract or not really
1: it's it's very easy to miss with your 28 you can definitely you definitely spot that. But it's it's shaded enough legal language that your average person would eventually think that this is an indefinite contract with her. You can see that it's the the reason why it's hidden is it does seem to imply that you can't exit this contract at any time as long as you aren't using anything provided by the house.
3: Very good. And um, well, I'm I'm okay with this contract as written, friends. I think my only request. The opposing forces brought some armor to bear that is more. Then my small arms are ready for. I don't suppose you have any energy pistols or something like that.
1: Let me check. Mols. do you mind going in, confirming with the armory, see what they have for them? He'll nod and then head out.
3: And then don't try. I don't know. Do you want to like a... I notice you're fighting with a kitchen tool. Did you want a sword or something?
2: Oh, no. These knives are trusty. I mean, I've got guns.
3: And maybe a tennis racket for the next errant grenade that comes your way.
2: Well, I've also got this grenade launcher.
3: I'm not sure that's designed to just take a, a, a fired grenade and then push it back out. Well, that would be neat. Maybe just a curved pipe? I'm overthinking it. You you clearly are the expert. I'll let you handle it.
2: I think I'll be okay. As soon as we can get provisions here.
3: Just keep in mind that we we do need to be careful what whatever we borrow from the house for the purpose of this fight we must be able to return or we are not done working for them. If you're tempted by cybernetics I would say no, but that is your
2: call. I was just thinking grenades.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure once the grenades explode, you're done using them.
2: Yeah, I don't want anything permanently attached to my body.
3: It's not. Right.
4: Corbin already has the coin. He has a solid, fancy bottle of alcohol. We're going to get more money. And we have a couple targets for the time. I think he would just enjoy
3: the food and the drink. We have, we have some extra protection. This guy's already invited us to his house. So we know where to go. I think going and having a chat with him and trying to negotiate a end to the whole thing seems like a smart next move. Can't hurt. I
4: think that is a smart move, but I think it'd be smart if we took out his right-hand man first. I think right now he's still sitting pretty pretty good, thinking he can make moves as he's been doing. Uh, I don't think we'd have pressure to really apply. I think if we are going to do an audience, I think we should do it from a position where we have power, and that's where he doesn't have his right-hand man.
1: Madam Sengari would overhearing Flynn. Are you, are you offering to be the advocates that go over? It's kind of odd or unheard of, but that could work. It's not normally done though. If you are wanting to go speak to him directly.
3: And then, so then I guess the, the lead we're looking for and what I want to start from next, because she said that her, that he has reneged on contracts in the past. Um, that led her to be this pushy about it. So I guess my other one would be, I'd like to see those contracts if she has, if she has, because we can use that as a, as a starting point.
1: Uh, yeah. When Mel's Moran returns with a small duffel bag of weapons, he will then be excused to go get the contracts as well.
0: Is the madam still in the, the, the table with us? Yes. I think I'd like to go talk to her, sit down. And as I do, I would notice uh, the table still isn't clean. So I'd cast Prestatid... Oh, I can't even say the word prestatitigation. <laughs> prestatitigation, close enough. <laughs> and a rag's gonna start cleaning the table uh, for the next hour or so. And I'd sit down and be like, "Your house is lovely. Ever thought of branching out your bloodline into Avilia?"
1: Uh, she'll what do the uh do the polite smirk and chuckle and <laughs> no, I don't get across the water often. You know, our nobility is quite known over there.
0: Your incisors are lovely, too. Uh, who did your work?
1: Yes, I have, a, uh, I have a sculptor I can set you up with if you'd like. Very interesting, the incisors, that you guys still carry it on to this day. It's a tradition uh, that was sadly taken away from us a long time ago. Of the
0: Kabuto Syndicate, I can I can agree with that. I can understand that loss. Uh, would you happen to have any information regarding their number two man you wished us to handle?
1: Not too much, as I mentioned. Uh, Reginald only hired Savlik a week or so ago, or officially brought him on payroll, I should say. Uh, He's an ex-Corleon Marine, well-trained. I assume that he will be quite difficult to deal with. Any known habits that
0: are not favorable, or can be leaned against to get him to act a certain way.
1: He smokes like a chimney. After
0: You filled him with burning wood. I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Well, any help would be great if Miles or yourself come across any other information. Information is power. Yes, absolutely. I'll excuse myself and go over and start making another fancy drink.
1: Yeah, inside the duffel bag, there are four Basque Force Pistols, all of them masterwork. There is also five more grenades that are built for the grenade launcher. And there is a setting on the grenade launcher. You can set it for a delay where it will land and then go off of the next round, or you can set it so it explodes on the first shot. It was set for delay before. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely take one of those Force Pistols,
3: make sure it passes muster, and then put in my pocket for now
1: yeah they're a bit dusty but
3: well, i'm gonna read through these paperwork for the evening but uh be ready to do something tomorrow morning
2: mind if i take a look at the kitchen so that i can make us some um, breakfast in the morning or get a hankering for
1: a midnight snack yeah she'll oh uh, i mean any of the servants will be happy to provide for you
2: oh that's quite right i don't want to put anyone out
1: hmm. feel free to cook at your leisure mr pepeco
2: very kind of you thank you
4: gorman would just mosey on over to the drink station again next to his buddy for himself, another neat glass of expensive whiskey, and watch, uh, watch. You know, get fancy with his drinks.
0: You know, would turn around and hand him a fancy like margarita glass and say, "You'll enjoy this." And then he'd speak out loudly to the madame. And any entertainment plan tonight, or any younger generations enjoying the the evening?
1: No, tonight is the first night, so uh, I figured it's it is just entertainment for you all. If we're successful, I promise it will be a grand party.
0: Well, looks like it's just me and Corbin here tonight. Corbin, any good tales?
2: Is that a euphemism?
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: Yeah, Corbin would look at you and be like, no. And then I'd walk back to the table, sit down with a margarita glass and now a glass of neat whiskey.
0: You'd see my sleeve move and a centipede crawl out from my arm, go around my guy's neck, and I'd give him a little shot glass to drink. Well, looks like it's just you and me, Cleopatra. (laughs) and I walk back, you can see a centipede familiar on my shoulder as I sit down and keep drinking.
1: Flynn, since you have the evening uh, to eat and drink and review the contract, we'll go and take 20 on it, as it were. Uh, What are you looking for specifically?
3: Based on what we've heard so far, I'm looking for agreements made that he clearly has. We have uh, clear proof or can't acquire proof that he has, in fact, broken it and not just her. Her
1: feeling that he's not following. Okay, like previous previous business contracts or contracts. Yeah, like only- he
3: he agreed he's always going to put a contract that states he's going to purchase you know bolts of cloth fifteen a week get a, a gold piece of hmm. piece, etc Only he didn't. He got him somewhere else. Okay, so he's he entered a contract and then broke it. We can and he is confident that he truly did break it. It's really really it is what he's looking looking for in order to leverage his own. Um, possibilities against this this near-do-well
1: looking through these documents they're they're meticulous there's it would take a wizard to some extent to a legal wizard to unravel the legalese here uh, something that you know as cooking is to Pepeco, uh the law is to you it seems that every place that you think that you've just about got them uh, you could see where the contract had been adjusted or rewritten or an amendment had put in to change delay it It does seem to use his personal lawyer, Xander Estebold. That is the name that keeps kind of coming up here. It seems to be the person who runs the mid-ground and looks over the contracts to make sure that they're fair for both parties. And he's
3: managing to squeeze in something that allows uh, him to to escape, essentially
1: breaking the contract. Putting in multiple conflicting clauses that means that eventually Madame Sankari might break them accidentally, releasing... Avori from the actual binding portion of it. With your expertise as well, you can see a couple of these, a couple of the contracts that she hands you out of the big stack, uh, though they have the signed kind of the sigil and signed seal of effectively like this is a Mechanus approved legal document. You can definitely tell a few of these are forgeries. Uh, these are not official seals, so they aren't technically binding. Somewhere someone along was either tricked or paid well to create basically absolutely realistic government legal documents that at one point probably held them both in check. Uh, but over the, over the last several years, you can see where they've kind of faded or just would no longer be applicable.
3: Okay. So the impression I'm getting there is that if anything, she's probably the one that's accidentally broken contracts and then released him from them. And he is in the clear so far. Correct. Whoops. Uh, well, in the morning he would ask, or he, I think he would, uh, would say okay as part of our once he's accepted the work so we've officially signed our our paperwork to say okay we we work for her now um he would leave with that after reviewing the documents it seems that she has no case she's been tricked.
1: yes unfortunately unfortunately my consultants had alerted me to such too late that i that a few of those contracts no longer being applicable is what pushed me to finally send him the send him the wine basket yeah so Sounds
3: like, with no legal footing, we're going to have to convince him it's not in his best interest to pursue this war to its bitter end and perhaps just give up now. This may be more in my uh, cohort Corbin's department than it is in mine, but I'm sure he can be very persuasive. i say we start by paying a visit to this Xander, though.
2: He seems like a clever one. That does seem like a good place to start. Agreed. Cleopatra agrees. Hey, Jeff, I was going to ask if I could make... Three muffins that look like the grenades and could be launched out of the grenade launcher?
1: Uh absolutely.
2: A muffin launcher? You know, decoys. So but do, also, the, yeah, do the muffins question, explode? Yeah. Nope. Just uh, look like I'm loading grenade loading grenades. So they Oh my so- god,
4: I'm an idiot. That's I thought you were actually launching muffins. No, you're you're baking <laughs> the muffin to look like I'm not smart. I'm not a smart man.
0: <laughs>
4: Got it.
3: I'm tracking. He doesn't want to waste his good grenades.
0: You ain't shooting muffin.
3: (laughs) Meanwhile, I'd also like to construct some grenades that look a lot like muffins. Mind you, my my skill at both muffin making and engineering is nil, so they're not going (laughs) to come out good.
1: So how did the campaign end? Well, oddly enough, there's a 12-pack of muffins, and they couldn't (laughs) figure out which one had the bomb in it or which one wasn't a bomb. (laughs) <laughs> joke is they were all bombs yeah then so uh sounds like then you guys retire for the evening and you guys are thinking about going and visiting xavier Estebold. sorry is it xavier or xander what did i say is it xander uh yeah sorry xander Estebold. that's the number two in command yeah yeah we're gonna go visit him no that's not his number two that's the lawyer he oh, wait,
4: why cool. are we going to go visit the lawyer if we find that she has no legal standing?
3: Because he's clever. He's he's an integral part of this puzzle, but isn't the target we're after. So he's not... He's leverage, is
2: what he is. Cool, yeah. He's weaponizing the law against... her. That's, that's my. That's not a good position for us to...
0: Do you think that he's more powerful or worth more than his number two?
2: The number two is not the one that pulled this off.
0: I... We just need to apply pressure, right? And, and I believe she, the madam specifically asked us we have to kill or capture the number two. She didn't mention the lawyer at all. No, but I I wonder if we could
3: more easily capture the lawyer and then make the trade or provide use him
0: as leverage to go after number two. I'm in, as long as we get number two.
2: Or she'll send some number two to find out what's going on because he's important.
0: Cool.
4: So
3: yeah, we're going to go talk to McLawyer. No, no, not McLawyer. We can't, we don't have this. We can't go up against McDonald's. That's way too big. Oh my um, God.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Crime syndicate's one thing, but come on.
1: Yeah. Bold partners is located in the heart of dust Banter downtown. So you guys will have to grab a train to head out there in the morning. Then yeah, we'll end the session with you guys getting up early, uh, enjoying a bit of breakfast, equipped with a few new weapons, grenade launchers filled. As you guys set up an appointment to head into town to speak with Reginald DeVore's lawyer.
4: Hey guys, this is Josh signing off for today. As always, a huge thanks to Jeff for letting us tell these tales with him and allowing me to help edit some audio love for all of you. We'd also like to send a special thanks to Nihalor for letting us use his music. The track used for the intro and outro is called An Unwavering Will. Play fair out there, guys.